Glory to God. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Here we are, the time exactly 50 days after the resurrection. Jesus Christ fulfilled the Passover and first fruits with his resurrection. Now they said count off seven weeks and on the 50th day you're going to be celebrating. Uh, praise God. And as you come together to celebrate, uh, Jesus Christ poured out his spirit. Amen. He was with them over a period of 40 days. And uh, praise God, then he ascended into heaven. He told them, I'm giving you power to go out to all the world. He said, but don't go yet. Go back to the city and wait for the promise. They come back to the city and uh, there they are, praise the Lord, when the Holy Spirit was given. And the crowd is there. They come from all over the world. I told you, uh, praise God, as we celebrate this feast, they come and Peter preaches the first message of the church. Praise God. And they ask him, brothers, what shall we do? Um, and he's telling them that Jesus is the Savior, that he died and rose again. He said, repent uh, in Greek, metanoia, change the way you think, change your mindset. That repentance is not so much about um, weeping and wailing over our sin. It's more he's talking about you've had a mindset all these years as Jews of going through the rituals of the old covenant to cover your sin by the blood of lambs. And now I'm telling you that Jesus is the one lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He fulfilled all of the old covenant. Now he's ushering in the new and there's no other name where someone will be saved except by him. So change the way you think and believe on this Jesus I'm preaching and receive him as your Lord. That's how our mind repents from the old to receive the new. Are you with me? So he's saying, repent, change the way you think and be baptized now, not in any uh, ritual cleansing to go into the temple. Be baptized now in this name of this Jesus we're preaching who died and rose again. And praise God, you saw that today as so many of these have received Christ as their savior, their mind uh, being awakened to the truth and their spirit becoming alive. Repent and be baptized. And it says, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises for you and for your children and for all who are far off, uh, for all who come and will call on the name of the Lord. Even those all the way from Manny or whatever those towns were. <laughs> all who are far off, praise God. So this word now that Christ is Lord has gone out going out all over the world. And you see, again, I like to emphasize, he died on the cross and bled and died for the remission, the cleansing of our sin, so that once we're cleansed, he could live in us. And here Peter is preaching, we're cleansed and now the Spirit comes and those who believe, the Spirit of the living God lives inside of us. Amen? So praise God. He tells them at the beginning of the New Testament church to be baptized. So we as a church over the last 2,000 years have been following this as we preach and teach and share the truth of Christ and folks come to know it. The next proper step is to exercise your faith publicly in saying, yes, I have become a Christian. 
Yes, Jesus is my Lord. You're identifying yourself with Christ in baptism. One, one other verse in baptism I want to share uh, with you before we get into the teaching on communion. Amen. Go with me to Romans chapter 6. I like to quote these verses often. Praise God. Romans 6. We're going to look at verse 3 through 8. I'm going to put it on the screen and then verse 11. And you can come back to this screen back and forth between verses. Romans chapter 6. Amen. Verse 3. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Everybody say into his death. So as Jesus, praise the Lord, he became our sin. Hallelujah. And then he took on, he became sin in the wrath of God from that old covenant law that he was fulfilling fell on him instead of us. Hallelujah. Amen. In that covenant, praise God, they were to keep the covenant. And if they kept it and obeyed, they were blessed. But if they disobeyed, they were guilty and the sentence was death and they were punished. We couldn't fulfill the old covenant, praise God. So Jesus came as a man, as one of us, our big brother, to do what we couldn't do. Praise the Lord. He fulfilled it and kept all of the law, never sinned. But then, praise God, in such a blessing in addition to that, he became our part, the sinful man, the substitutionary atonement. He became the sin that you and I did and God's punishment fell on him instead of us. So he kept the covenant, praise God, on our part to obey. And then he kept the covenant on our part to be punished, guilty and die for it too. Amen. Isn't that amazing? So the wrath fell on him, praise the Lord. He fulfilled it all. He became sin. And then, praise God, it says, when he died, you who were baptized, praise the Lord, you're baptized into his death. So your old man, the sin nature of Adam in you, was judged and killed in Christ with him. And when he was buried, you were buried, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. You see, it's retroactive. God's uh, time is not something God has to go by. Time is in God. Amen. So he's at the beginning and the end at the same time. So when you received Christ, praise the Lord, as your savior, you died with him and you were buried with him. All of you guys who were buried today, hallelujah, praise the Lord. That's an outward expression of what has already happened. Hey, your old man that was a drug addict is dead. You're no longer a drug addict. Your old man. Hey, I'll take it a step further. Your old man that was a sinner is dead and you're no longer a sinner. Oh, I only got half the claps on that one because the religious have trouble believing it. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things passed away. He who knew no sin became sin for us that you might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Yeah. Amen. So you, hallelujah, you were killed with him and buried with him. I like the way it said he didn't just die for you. 
He died as you. Was buried as you. Amen? Are you with me? So this picture, this ordinance he gave us, for those of us, Christianity continues, you know, spreading throughout these years. He wants you, I want you to keep on doing this. This baptism at the first day of the church, and every, everywhere you go preaching this, I want you to have baptism. Because I want, you, I want the people to see a picture of what I'm talking about. That's how important. This is sacred. It's holy. Special. Mark this day, guys. Write it down in your heart. Write it on your wall. If you have to, write it on your forehead. Remember. Amen? Praise the Lord. The Bible says, Amen. Again, verse 3. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? Verse 4. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may li live a new life. Now, the best part, I told you, you died with him and were buried. But now, praise God, we didn't leave you under. We picked you up because when Jesus rose from the grave, you rose in him. Amen. Filled now, not with sin, no longer with a sin nature, but with a new nature from above. That's who you are in him. Praise God. Then one more. Now, verse 8. Hallelujah. Well, let me finish verse uh, 6 and 7. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with. You got baptized today? Say this with me. The body of sin is done away with. Amen. That's right. That's right, Cecily. Praise the Lord. Is done away with. Praise God. It goes on to say that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. I died with him. I'm freed from sin. I'm freed from sin. Hey, some of you, your mind, your circumstances, you know, sometimes can't wrap around this. But tell you, speak the word. It's a spiritual word. It's going to your spirit and your spirit will believe and receive it before your mind can comprehend it. So go ahead and speak it and believe it anyway. Amen. Because it's more true than, praise God, the circumstances around you. Hallelujah. The word is alive and true. Praise the Lord. So. Our old self is dead because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Verse 8. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. I'm living with him now. And then I love to quote verse 11. In the same way, count yourself to be dead to sin, but alive to God through Christ Jesus. Count yourself. King James says, country slang, reckon ye yourself. So I reckon myself to be dead to sin. Do you reckon yourself that way? Church, how many of you in here that are believers in Christ, she's doing the right thing. She's just ahead of me. How many of you, she's a smart girl. She knows what I'm going to say. How many of you in here think of yourself as dead to sin? You, the rest of you who are Christians keep coming here and you will soon because I'll keep teaching it. I'm dead to sin and alive to God. Amen. That's who we are. Isn't that amazing? 
That's why they call it good news. It's almost too good to be true, but it's real. Hallelujah. Now, go with me to Luke chapter 22. Let's look a little bit on communion. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all four of the Gospels talk about Jesus coming to celebrate the Passover and ushering in the new covenant. Luke 22, verse 7. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Luke 22, 7. Y'all with me? Praise the Lord. The Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked. You know, they're all from Galilee. They're visiting Jerusalem for the Passover. They're going in and say, hey, we got to celebrate the Passover like all the other Jews. You know, we don't have a house here, Jesus. You're telling us to go make preparations. Where do you want us to go? He had a plan figured out. Praise the Lord. Go make preparations. He said, as you enter the city, there's going to be a man carrying a jar of water. We'll meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room that I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. Sometimes we call this communion. We also call it the Lord's Supper. Sometimes we call it the Lord's Table. So there they were at the Lord's table, we're kind of communing together with him. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and he said, take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink it of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, he gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Then he says this, do this in remembrance of me. That's why we're doing it today. That's why all Christian churches around the world follow this and do this in remembrance of what he did for us. We do baptism, identifying ourselves with the death, burial, and resurrection. We do communion, praise God, identifying with the blood and body of Jesus Christ, proclaiming that he died and rose again for our sin, proclaiming to the world around, proclaiming to everyone, and proclaiming even to the enemy that, praise God, you have no more hold in me. Jesus came to, to cancel out, to destroy the works of the enemy when, when, when Adam ate against the will of God. It brought in sin to the whole world and corrupted. Jesus Christ didn't yield to the enemy. He crushed him. He defeated him. He dragged him through the streets of hell and he gave us his body to eat and his blood to drink. Praise the Lord. And we fulfill it by taking part of it and recognizing Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. So we participate in the body and blood of the Lamb. Here they were celebrating the Passover. Now, it's always been interesting to me how the Passover feast was fulfilled at the Passover time. Praise the Lord. Amen. And the first fruits feast was fulfilled on the exact day. 
and Pentecost was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. Praise the Lord. So here Jesus is, it's Passover time. For 1,500 years, 1,500 years before this happened, it happened in Egypt with Moses. About exactly 1,500 years. Go back at that time, and what was it? Where did this ritual begin? It began, praise God, when they were about to leave Egypt and praise God, Pharaoh wouldn't let them go. So God sent one more plague, the plague of death and death came over the whole area and he told the Jews there, he told the Israelites, hey, bring in a lamb, sacrifice that lamb, apply the blood over the door, praise the Lord, and the death that's gonna take the firstborn of all of Egypt is gonna pass over you. And we understand that as Christians. We understand the blood caused the, the, the death and the judgment to pass over us that we can have life with him. But what I want to teach on today is what happened inside the house. The blood, the lamb was killed and gutted. Praise the Lord. The lamb was killed and the blood was applied outside the house. But what did they do inside the house? They roasted and ate the lamb. Okay? Jesus said to the Jews, he said he was teaching and preaching. He said, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no part in me. And they're like, what? How can this man give us his body and his blood? And they were confused and didn't understand. And he said, my, uh, uh, you know, my body, praise the Lord, it's the, the manna, the bread of life, the bread that came down from heaven. You remember when your forefathers were wandering through the desert and manna came down and it fed them and sustained them and strengthened them and gave them health. Hey, you remember that. I'm telling you, I am the bread of life. I am that manna that came down. Jesus was there in the form of manna in the Old Testament, praise God. But that was only a shadow of this, of the real thing when he gave his body on that whipping post and he bled and died and they shredded his back. He gave his body and we participate in it by taking in the body by our faith. And we follow through with that symbolically of taking in this, believing in the body and the blood. So many Christians know and understand the blood. That his blood washed our sin away. But folks, it's not right to not discern the body of Christ Amen. along with the blood. He wants us to understand both. Praise the Lord. He gave his body and his blood. So inside the house, the lamb was sacrificed and the lamb was eaten. The whole thing with the bitter herbs and the unleavened bread, the whole Passover meal. And after they came out of Egypt, the Bible says, and you can take quick notes on this. I'm going to move rather rapidly so we can finish. Psalm 105 37 says, there was not a feeble one among them. No one faltered. I want to tell you this. After 400 years of slavery and being beaten and whipped by the devil, by the Egyptians there, just like somebody struggled. Look, not only did he deliver them from their bondage, but he healed them all. He healed them all. He's healing right now as, as I'm speaking. This word is healing bodies. Because the words I speak to you are spirit 
in life. Yes. Hallelujah. So they ate the lamb, and then the next morning, when it was time to leave Egypt and travel all the way to the Red Sea and cross the Red Sea, every one of them was healthy. It was not like the old uh, Cecil DeMille's movie with Charlton Heston where they were carrying the lame man and the blind man and they were barely making it out. Man, they had a long travel to go. God healed them all by eating the lamb, praise the Lord. By the blood, it covered them from death. By the lamb, hallelujah, they were strengthened in their body and healed. Now, I'm a little radical in this. And praise God, it's okay. You don't have to agree 100%, but you'll get there later. I believe before Jesus comes back, the whole body of Christ is going to be completely healed, whole, and in our right mind. Why? Because everything I see in the Old Testament is a type and shadow of what's coming in the reality of the new. It's clear all the way through. And so if he healed them right before he brought them to the promised land, praise God, all of us are going to be healed. How? Gosh, in the same way that the body of Christ is coming together in unity by the truth, we're also coming into this healing by me preaching it right now. By the word. It's the word that we grow in and we walk in. We can't walk in our salvation till we hear about it, know about it, and believe it in the same way. Praise the Lord. The body of Christ is coming to more in maturity and all the benefits of our salvation. You can be at peace. You don't have to live with anxiety and stress and struggle. You can have his peace by the word of God. You can have his health by the word of God. Hallelujah. You can have your marriage healed, your family's healed. Why? By growing in the knowledge of the truth of the word and starting to walk in it, you receive it. Are you with me? This is radical good news. Praise the Lord. Wow. Now, Praise God. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Let me get to where I'm going. Praise God. Where did Isaiah go? There it is. 53. Verse 4. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds or his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah is prophesying the Messiah coming, praise God, to be beaten and whipped and all of that for the punishment of our sin, but also be whipped on that whipping post in his stripes to provide for our healing, just like the lamb inside the house provided for their healing, the blood outwardly provided for them to escape death and be right with God on their way. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. God wants you well. I'm sure of it. Hallelujah. So we see him in the New Testament as Jesus comes, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, we see, praise God, everywhere he went. I mean, go to Acts chapter 10, verse 38. We'll put that up real quick for you. Acts 10, 38. Hallelujah. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit in power... And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. 
He was healing how many that were under the power of the devil? All. All. Okay, watch this now. Watch this, okay. In the, in the garden, Adam disobeyed and ate from the wrong tree. Death came into man. Sickness, disease, poverty, struggle, strife, hatred, all came into the nature of man. Jesus comes and offers us the other tree, the tree of life. And when we believe and partake of his body and blood by our faith, okay, we partake of him, what he did. We eat his body. Praise the Lord. We drink, we drink his blood. The, the disciples said, how can we do this? And the Bible says they, they had such trouble trying to realize it was a spiritual meaning. He had such trouble with it. They said many of them, John 6, 6, 6, many of them followed him no more. Because he said, I, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Some in here might be freaking out because I'm saying it that way. Hey, deal with it. Go back and read it, okay? It's a picture. Jesus is the body and the blood. So he is that Passover lamb. So we partake of him by our faith. And today, um, praise God, symbolically, we're looking at it. But, it's, but it's, it's, a, it's a purpose. You see, he knows we're people that we need to feel, t feel touch and, and know something. It's not just all, well, God's in control, so I don't have to ever, you know, go to church, or read my word, or take communion. No, no, no. We participate and act this out in our lives. So we come to church, we pray, we worship with our mouths. We actually physically do something about what's in our heart. What's in our heart has to come out in our actions. So we participate and we go through baptism. Why? Because it's important. We have the Lord's Supper. Why? Because he wants you to see this today. He wants you to take his body that was whipped and receive your healing and take his blood, praise God, and receive your forgiveness and know that we have forgiveness and know we have healing. The church is real good around the world about this. But we're only starting to grow in the revelation of this. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Man, I got three to take now over here. I keep picking up another one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Psalm 103 one and two says it this way. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who cleanses all our iniquities and heals all our diseases. He wants the church to discern. Now Paul said in Corinthians, he said, oh, I better go there. I better go there. Then we'll get the praise team. Come up just a minute. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm going to show you something from a different angle you might have never seen before. So go with me there because you need to see it too. Don't just take my word for it. You need to look at it, read it, and figure it out too. Who knows? I could be wrong. You've got to look at it. 1 Corinthians 11. Praise God. First of all, 17 through 22, he's kind of you know, rebuking them on how they were doing the Lord's Supper. They were doing it in an unworthy manner. They weren't doing it right. They were, you know, coming and having a meal and some that were brought a lot were eating and the other poor folks weren't getting anything. They took the wine. Some were getting drunk on it and eating fast while everybody else hadn't eaten yet. Come on, these things are to be done in order. All right. 
Okay, praise the Lord. We're doing this Lord's Supper today about him and what he did. Not just to have a meal together, but to, to honor what he did. For this reason, verse 23, I received from the Lord what I also passed to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. We are proclaiming, okay, that we died with him, that the, the punishment of sin was upon him. He took it for us. Satan, you have no more right to accuse us because of Jesus' death and burial. We did died with him, and we are in Christ now. We proclaim it. But we're also proclaiming by those stripes he took on his back, we are healed. Yes. And we can walk out the healing he provided by what he did. He wants us to know that. It would be wrong. God, I wanted to do this, but I didn't have to. If we played a little bit of the Passion and you saw him being whipped again, you know, Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion, and watched him being whipped and we let you watch it for about five minutes, okay? It would be wrong for have him go through all of that and not receive the benefit of what he was doing. Okay, so Jesus, you know, you died on the cross. I understand that. We got forgiveness. We can go to heaven instead of hell. No, no, it's so much more than that. He provided it all so that we can have victory over everything the enemy brought in with the fall. We can have victory over it all, praise the Lord. And he took that beating so us to see it through his word, for us to talk about it, for us to believe it, that by your stripes I'm healed. And if we neglect discerning the body, watch what happens. What does he say? Therefore, verse 27, whoever eats this bread or drinks the cup in the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats the bread and drinks the cup. For anyone who drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord, anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord, eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many among you are weak and sick. And a number of you have fallen asleep. Translation, have died. Wait a minute. Paul is saying in the New Testament here that some are weak and sick because of this. Didn't they say that? Because of this. What is this? Because of this... Wait a minute, that is why, this is why, that is why many are weak and sick and a number have died. Why? Back up a line. Not recognizing the body of the Lord. Yes. Wait a minute. We might, if it's okay, we might, we'll close with the communion. We'll take just a few more minutes. If your supper's ready at home at 12, I challenge you to stay with me. Just a few more minutes. Watch this, church. Paul said, many are weak and sick because of this. What? Not discerning the body of Christ. Or eating and drinking unworthily, in an unworthy manner. Um, do it in, in a way where you're just going through a ritual. 
You just come in because you do it so often and don't talk about it. You're just going through the motions of church, doing it without really appreciating his blood or appreciating his body, not discerning. Or maybe, you know, in the Old Testament, help me, Lord. God told Moses that this is for the children of Israel. Don't let any foreigners eat of it. Don't let the foreigners eat of the Passover. If they come into your home and, you know, they're going to be in, in part of the family, get them circumcised, get them into the covenant, and then they can eat. So really, we also need to discern this. If you're not a Christian and you're not a believer, don't mock God by going up through here saying, well, I'm going to take this and take this, but I don't really believe in you. Those of you struggling with, you know, wondering if you believe or not, hey, let's talk about it. Keep coming, keep hearing, keep listening. Become a believer and proclaim, because when you eat it and drink it, you're proclaiming Jesus died and rose again. Amen. It would be a lie for you to not believe it and come in here and say, I'm proclaiming Jesus' death and burial. Don't lie. You're welcome to come here. We want you to keep on coming. Because as I keep preaching, you're going to get it. Okay? But more so than that, watch this now. This was given, this ordinance was given to the believer. So he's, now he's telling believers, some are sick and some are weak because they're not discerning the body. All right, church. Don't we, we have to, before we, we pray for the sick and pray for believing and healing, don't we have to hear about it and believe it? Start practicing it, writing the word down, thinking about it, exercising our faith. Before they got baptized, didn't they have to believe Jesus died and rose again? Yes. So after they believed Jesus died and rose again, then they followed through with that with baptism. Well, guys, as you grow in faith, you'll also believe that Jesus wants to heal you and you'll anoint somebody with oil, lay hands on the sick, and they'll get healed because you've grown in your faith. Well, God wants you to grow in your faith today that he wants you healed and forgiven. Wow. Wow. You know what? There's so much out there about health these days. Health and fitness and this and that. I have Facebook. Though there's all these, you know, you can get, the, you know, you can get abs by taking one of these and doing one of those, Brian? No. no. People make money like that. People make money. I believe, praise the Lord, that this body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he wants it healthy. Praise God. I believe Cecily is being healed as I'm speaking this. Her mind is becoming sharper. Her limbs are growing stronger. And praise God, before we check out of here, she's going to be walking. Praise the Lord. Talking. I believe, I believe that this is for her and for all of us. And pray healing sometimes is miraculous, and sometimes healing is a gradual process. Well, praise God, Cecily, that process has already begun in you. Yes! Christ is in you. Amen? And for everyone, to our children, our children's children, it's growing, hallelujah, in us. So today, as we partake of the body and the blood, hallelujah, and believe Jesus, thank you. So as we sing the song and we're getting ready to come up, be thanking Lord Jesus. I know your blood was shed and praise God, I've received forgiveness, but now I'm learning and growing. I also know you took those stripes for my healing. Lord, strengthen my body.
Renew my strength like the eagle. You know, Caleb and Joshua were 85 years old. They ate the lamb and continued in faith. And when they got to the promised land, they were the only ones of that generation who went in and they were still young and strong. They said, who? Hey, hey, uh, you know, Joshua, who do you want us to take? I'll go take that mountain. Man, I'm 85, but I'm still a young buck, man. I can do this thing. Give me that thing. And they went and he took it. Why? Because he was, his strength was renewed. I believe he wants to renew people's strength. Dude, see, I'm getting stronger, brother. These folks don't know how old I am. They think I'm 37. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm young and strong. I don't confess my weaknesses and my, my body. My, I don't tell people, oh, how you feel today? This, 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 this. I confess faith. I confess Christ. I confess health. I confess healing. I confess life. It's done in the spirit. The battle's in the mind, and the mouth declares who's winning. As we sing this song and partake, I'm going to give you a little order so we won't be like the Corinthians. People running to each other in line. Okay? The middle section comes this way to the middle. Comes down here. Gets your bread and eat it. We've already prayed. We've already thought, thought. You're thinking about it now. Come here. Take your wine and drink it. Throw the cup here and go back to the middle section on this side. Outward side. Come through the middle. Take it this way. Go back that way. We don't want to bump into each other over here, over here. This way. So y'all are all going to be going out this way, this way and around. Same thing over there. We're good? Now let's think about it right now. While the lights go down low, while they begin to sing, we're going to get our hearts and minds right now. And while you're in line, then you can keep on moving because we're also being respectful for the person behind us. Understand?